Hey, Jim. Michael. Knock, knock. Who's there? Trick or treat. Oh. What was that, a bunch of candy? There are movies that you can see, and then there are movies that you gotta see. Pop the popcorn and grab your favorite snack, and join Jim, a former Hollywood visual effects artist, and Michael, just a dude who likes movies, as they sit back and talk about a movie that you gotta see, as well as look at the deeper themes that make these stories more than just a movie. Welcome to You Gotta See This Movie. All right, welcome to this very special edition of You Gotta See This Movie. This is a podcast for two guys who love to talk about movies as well as the deeper meanings that make these stories more than just a movie. I am Michael. And I'm Jim. And we're here in October. Is this your favorite month? I think it is. Yeah. It's not necessarily my favorite month, but it's like the the gates of my favorite time of the year. Oh, it's like we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, you know, football's back. Uh, You got... The holidays come in and it's just, you know, I love how we, we end the year with such fun activities and, uh, but then you're in the cold, heartless world of January. Cold and dark. Cold and dark. But but anyways, yeah. So I love this time of year and this is probably one of the best times to watch. I mean, you watching movies all anywhere, but I don't know. There's something special about Halloween. Oh yeah, you save all the spooky movies mm-hmm. for Halloween time. For Halloween time, yeah. do you get them all in? Because every year it's like I always miss one or forget one, or it's like Thanksgiving shows up and I still haven't watched all the spooky ones. There was a time in my life I could, but now it's like my, my it's like you know my my stom- my eyes are bigger than my stomach. Yeah, like I have a big stack and yeah, it's just busy. Can't get through them all. Just pick the top ten, yeah. or the top five, or yeah. yeah. So that leads me to ask you, Jim, what are your like top five must-see Halloween movies you got to watch every year? Okay, uh, Young Frankenstein, Monster House. Great one. And I know it's not a movie, but Charlie Brown, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a movie. It's, yeah. it's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's something that I definitely, you know, grew up with. So, so that it's Charlie Brown movie, movie, that's like our, that's our pumpkin night carving movie. Oh, nice. So, like, we we put that on as a family, and that's in the background as we're carving our pumpkins. Okay. So. Uh, E.T. Oh, yeah. Which is not, like, spooky Halloween. It's more. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. It's like, it's like you know, alien, but happy, fun alien. Maybe happy, fun alien. And then, but it's Halloween, <laughs> so there's, like, a Halloween scene. So yeah. So, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Is that five? That's nah, close enough. What do nah. you got? All right. Well, for me, you know, I... I like scary movies. I like, you know, horror movies. Not all of them, but I do. I'm I'm, I'm a fan. Um, but when I think of Halloween movies, it can't be just your any scary horror movie. Like I think of like it's got to have like that Halloween atmosphere to it. So like my musts are the Frankenstein, very the the 1931, right? Boris Koloff and um that movie's one uh sleepy hollow tim burton's sleepy hollow i think that came uh, out in 99 it's it's a it's i don't know that one didn't really click with i know me. but it's the atmosphere and yeah. there was enough about it but I, I can see where people don't like that movie yeah but there was enough about it that 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 okay. got me so i do like that movie 
I've always liked that story, Ichabod Crane. I remember being in school and like the teachers at this time of the year would read that story. Well, that that's on our list of of animated, yeah, the Disney yeah, one, which yeah, is yeah. silly, but you but know, it's good. It's good because really the imagery good. of that of the yeah. headless horseman throwing the pumpkin. Ooh, yeah, yeah. When you're a kid, it's like ah, yeah. All right, uh, another one is Frankenweenie. Um, the animated one, the 2012 one. I want to be clear about that. It's you the need animated to be clear, You one. need to be clear about that because yeah. we, we kept talking about, oh, we got to do that one. We got to yeah. do that one. And in my mind. We could not have been on, not we were not on the same page. No, because I yeah. absolutely love the short film live action yeah. version that Tim Burton did with Shelley Duvall and Daniel Stern. Yeah. We could not be further apart on that issue. And then, and then this whole time I'm thinking, yeah. this is great. Oh, you love it. <laughs> I love it. Let's talk about it. And you, you're like, no. Yeah. No. Mm. We're, we're, we'll talk about that with the yeah. next podcast. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I love Frank and Weenie and that's a good one. Like my kids, that's our, like, I think our first, our first, uh, Halloween movie watch as a family. Like, oh, whatever. really? Yeah. We start oh, the season okay. off with Frank and Weenie, right. uh, animated. And then, uh, and then Live another action. one. Another one is from my childhood, and it's kind of a rare movie. Not a lot of people have seen it, but and I don't even know how I came across it. I think I just saw it at a video store, and I rented it one day as a kid. Oh, I know which one, yeah. And I've I've loved it. It's it is utterly stupid. Like I can I can watch that movie now as an adult and be like, wow, there's a lot to this movie that just isn't good. But but it's it's got too much for me that I love. It's called The Monster Squad. And it's a cross between, um, well, it's like the, if the Goonies had to face the, the universal monsters. So they're up against Dracula, the Wolfman, the creature, the mummy. And, um, it's just a silly, silly, goofy movie, but it's so fun. Yeah. You loaned it to me and it's, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any, have any high expectations of it. The story is lacking, but like the effects, the practical effects of like Dracula, the Wolfman, the creature look amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's a must-watch. That has been a must-watch for me for years. And the last one is the John Carpenter's Halloween. I've just always been a fan of that. That's another one I probably saw when I was way too young. Should not have been watching it. But it's always stuck with me. And it's always been such a low-budget movie. Was able just to do amazing things. But that's more of like a horror yeah, but I don't know, it's got it's got that atmosphere. It's got it's that got, atmosphere. It's got, it's got yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so there's like three type. Is it three types of Halloween movies? There's you got your, your monsters. Mm-hmm. You got like supernatural. And then like slasher, slasher right? Is yeah, monsters. And monsters include like aliens too, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So it's either monster or a spiritual supernatural creep, go ghost story. Mm-hmm. Horror, horror. Yeah. 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 What's your and favorite? surprisingly, the, the John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, it's actually not that gory. It's There's hardly any blood in the movie. So it's more suspense. It's more suspense and more, yeah, imagery. He's going to get yeah. you. He's going to get you the night he comes home. Anyway, so yeah, those are my, my top five. But again, this is just such a great, great time of the year to watch these types of movies. And Do you have more... Halloween movies than yeah. Christmas movies, probably. There's probably more been done on that genre. Than. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. I have a lot of Christmas movies, too. Yeah. Must watch every year. 
I want to do a calendar because I have movies that I definitely watch every year mm-hmm. at a certain time of the year. So I need to do like a master. Yep. Like I always watch Jaws on 4th of July. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got to work on that. I used to watch, I think I said this before, but Raiders was either I'd watch it during Easter because of the, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Easter. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a weird one. but Or I'd watch it uh, like on my birthday in May, but. Yeah, the, your birthday is like your your favorite. Yeah, like your top favorite. That's yeah. your like, daddy picks the movie, kids. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna watch Raiders of the Lost Ark again. Again. Luckily, we're not there yet. My kids like that movie, but okay. we'll get there. All right. Well, Jim, what is the movie that we got to see this Halloween season? The nineteen fifty six classic, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh. Ooh. A small-town doctor learns that the population of his community is being replaced by emotionless alien duplicates. Yeah. Yeah. So, movie, in a nutshell, is the doctor's name, Miles. Doctor, I can't remember his last name, but I know his name is Miles. Yeah, Miles Doctor. Miles Doctor, Doctor played by Kevin McCarthy, and he, uh, he comes home, yeah, to find out that his whole little small town, this town of Santa Mira um, is just they're all everyone's acting different and he's all, not, she's not my mommy. all these people yeah he's she's not my mommy that's, that's my not mommy. my uncle yeah all these things and he's just kind of hears them out until slowly he starts to kind of know there's something here and then he finds the pods realizes that the pods are producing replicates but then the person that they're replacing goes away which I don't think in this movie they actually say they, dies they just says you're not. Yeah, they didn't. They never touched on how the the human body disappears. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, yeah. So it's just him, him, and his girlfriend and two friends trying to survive in this mad, 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 mad world, but being taken over. Yeah. By aliens. So first off, you know, let's let's talk about um, just this story, body snatchers. This was the very first time it was ever made into a, a movie. So this, this, this is by far like one of my favorite movie tropes, right? Like just the whole idea of like body snatching and you've got a sequel that comes out in the seventies, which is actually really good. And we're going to talk about this one too. Yeah. It's different, but it's good. Yeah. I'm sorry. And that's not a sequel. It's a remake. Yeah. Um, and then you got another remake in the nineties, which was not that great. I mean, that was the, the military body- Base one. Oh, did you see that one? I did. Oh, okay, I haven't seen that one. I watched the trailer and went, yeah. 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 Okay. And then there was one in 2007 that wasn't good at all called Invasion. Yeah, see, I watched it. Well, I went to, I was going to watch the, the 78 one. Yeah. The Sutherland one. And so I searched for it on Amazon and then the Invasion popped up. I'm like, oh, I might as well start there because it's newer. Just to see yeah. what, yeah. And, uh. No, it wasn't good. No. I no. saw the movie one time because I was so jazzed for it because, again, I love yeah. these movies. Yeah. Um, But then there are two movies that are kind of, you know, invasion-esque. Um, you know, well, one is Invasion of the Soap Monster, which oh, is a yeah. classic. Yeah. Spooky Spooky, um, which That's, I feel like they did that right. They did it right. Yeah. 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 Better than 2007 Invasion. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun little film. It is. You know, the people that put that together, yeah. really, they missed. Yeah. Had a Maybe blast. we should link that. Link it. We'll link it. 
people see that. What's one. it called? Called Kooky Spooky. Kooky Spooky. Kooky Spooky yeah. Halloween. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's so, it's a it's a classic. It's it just is. gonna be like uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You it know? should be. It yeah, should be. it should yeah. be. That's classic. It's classic. The other one was well. There's two more. There was another one called uh, Invaders from Mars. Oh, I just saw that again. It's so good. Like, I mean, did you like that one? I saw that as a kid, and again, like it's this whole like idea is terrifying. Like it's it, it, it's it very it it's, it's very terrifying. It didn't hold up at all for me. Oh, um, that's got Lorraine Newman in it, right? Oh, Saturday Night Live. She's the mom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one is called The Faculty, which I really like. I saw that it was when I was in high school. Wait, isn't that a vampire movie? No, it's oh. um, it's it's a body snatchers movie, and it's about a bunch of kids in high school. Kind of starts within the high school. Uh, okay. Yeah, you got. I'll let you borrow that. Okay. That's it's a it's a it's a. I think they did the the trope well for oh, okay. in its time, for what it was. Um, it's pretty good. Right. But yeah, I, I think this is like this is terrifying. Like just this thought of, you know, being taken over. Not necessarily me being taken over, but like everyone I know and love, my friends, all of a sudden are not the same. You know, like they got taken over. Like, I think for yeah. me, I look like back at Invaders from Mars. It was always that visual of the dad going over the hill. Right? Yeah. but he, And then yeah. he comes back and you can tell like, that's not my dad. Like, there's something wrong. Wait, that's the one where they, they in the back of the neck and they they put a creature in you. Yeah. It takes over your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep saying like, yeah, come with us over the hill. Come with us over the wall. And it's always just like the visual of like walking over the hill. And when you come yeah. back, they're not the same. And when the dad wants yeah. to take the mom, he's like, "No, don't go, don't go." But what's different with body snatchers is that they're not—they're not just like commanding, taking over your body and controlling it. It's like they're yeah, they're basically just. That's true. Wouldn't it have been easier for them to just jump in the body and take over? Why did they, <laughs> why did they have to make a whole new, right? A whole new because it's creepy. Because it's creepy. Yeah. So, what are your um? What's your background with this movie? When did you see it? Oh gosh, it was on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those old black and white scary movie on TV. You know, yeah. I mean, that's definitely where I saw it. Yeah, I I actually saw the '70s version first, um, and I can remember because it freaked me out. I remember it was a Saturday. Um, I remember I had to clean my room. I could not go anywhere until my room was clean. Um, I had an old black and white television in my room. And I remember watching, getting done watching wrestling. And then all of a sudden it was like the movie, Saturday movie of the week came on. And I just put it on as I'm cleaning my room. And I remember just like kind of just watching it. And, you know, there was no cleaning though. But I remember just being freaked out about it. But yeah. I liked it, you know. And um, especially because like in that one, that's when they screamed that god awful sound. Yeah. That, yeah. And, well, that, uh, and that was more graphic as far as yeah. like the pods and everything. So I, then I remember wanting to watch it again. Cause as a kid, I remember always wanting, I could watch a movie like back to back the same movie. Yeah. But we go to my, um, video store and I got the wrong one and I got the old black and white one. Oh really? But then I ended up liking that too. And you know, for, I think I didn't watch it right away. I think I was bummed, but, um, but I ended up watching it and I was like, oh, this is just as good. You know, and I've been a fan of it ever since. So which one do you like better? Oh, man, I don't. I knew you were going to ask me that question because I was going to ask you that question. I don't know. I think they're both good in their own way. And Yeah, they, hand, they handle the, 
I, I guess the way they kind of go through the story, it's different. It's got a different vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I like the old black and white one. So the yeah, the black and white one, the the diff one of the difference between the two is um you know, one takes place in a very small town where everyone knows each other. Yeah, maybe you know, that's, everyone's yeah. friendly and it's like, you know, I mean it's nineteen fifties America, LA. I know I mean it's filmed in LA versus uh like seventies San Francisco. Right. Bigger scope, you know, more people. But in their own way, they're just so, you know, done well. I think the I think the the fifty six version is is better. I think I like the pacing on it better. Mm-hmm. It's tough. They're both really good. Yeah. I mean, as far as the visuals go, you know, they do a lot more um, in the seventy eight version. Yeah. And one thing that was weird, like in the fifty six version, is like, well, how does this pod can it? How does it absorb your thoughts and everything because there's really no contact but in the 78 version when the pod was next to next to donald sutherland his right. character the, the, the little, vines the little vines and little hairs yeah. are like you know like like they were connecting to him to, to suck his <laughs> consciousness suck, or his whatever. consciousness yeah and then and then they uh the 78 one they also resolved like what happens to the body yes and they did that and i yeah. totally forgot like like when she, when she's being snatched, his girlfriend's being snatched, yeah. and he's like holding she her, flakes away, and her body just like actually yeah. away, like a like a prune, just like and that was like pretty gross. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know, both good. So I mean, we're gonna keep talking, but I think these are both movies that I think everyone should see. But okay, what's your favorite scene in the '56 version? I don't know. I, it's just the story from from the very beginning grabs me. And if I was to say like what's my favorite scene, there's something about the 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 um the square scene. You oh, know, okay. when they're hiding and it's just them two left. It's you know, Miles and Becky. Yeah. And they're up in the building and they're looking down and they're like, Oh, what look, everything looks normal till it wasn't. And then, you know, all of a sudden then people started all coming together. It's like cause it's the new people were coming into town, like on the bus. Yeah. So everyone was acting normal. And as soon as they escorted the new people away, the police took them away, then all, they all stopped. And then they all kind of came together and were able to do their thing and pass out pods. And like, then you realize, okay, this is how they're going to do it. They're saying, where do all you guys have family members? What makes this movie and this story so brilliant is that it, everything we need as a people is getting played against you, right? You need sleep. And part of it is like the pods get you when you sleep, but you can't go the rest of your life without getting sleep. So eventually that's going to get you. The other thing is that now your most trusted friends and your family are against you because that's what they were doing. They were passing out the pods or saying, okay, who has family in uh, century city? Okay. Now you go and now go to this oh, truck, pick yeah. up your pods. And like, so now that like, everything, you know, but I kept it's, thinking, it's like, well, why don't you just go to sleep like someplace where, where they can't put a pod next to you? I mean, what's the range? What, what's the connection? I, how, how far away from a pod can you be where it won't? I think once, because the whole movie was they were trying to get out of the town, right? Yeah. Um, once they realized something was up, but they couldn't, you know, get out of town. All the roads were blocked. You know, they knew the police were, were already pod people. Yeah. So I think they were, I mean, they probably, once they got into the office, probably could have went to sleep, but. But if they have enough people in town with, with the pods at some point, 
they'll catch you and put a pot next to you. And you don't know where the pot is. Yeah. So they could be putting pods anywhere, right? Yeah. So like, you know, they didn't know the pot was going to be in the greenhouse. Becky didn't know the pot was going to be in the basement. Oh yeah. And they put the pods in the, they put the pods in, in the back of the car, in the back of the car. So they'd yeah. be like, Oh, they'd be driving along and Oh, let's just pull over and rest. Yeah. We're safe. We're safe. We're and safe. Then, nope. Pods are in the car. So. Okay, so if the pods are in the car, in the trunk of the car, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say they fall asleep. Yeah. Now the, the now the the bodies are in the trunk; they can't get out. So then, what happens? Well, it's an alien's problem. <laughs> I don't know. Kick the back of the. Would they? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. They might be all right. It's a good question. Um, I don't know. So cool. yeah, so that's I, I'd have to say like that's my favorite scene. What about yours? I like. It takes off for me is when is when he when Miles goes to his friend's house, and and he invites him Ooh, in and says, "Hey, that is I that did, is a good scene." You know, like I need you to have an open mind about mm-hmm. this. He says, "Don't don't be a doctor right don't now. Don't be a doctor. Just come mm-hmm. in and check this out." And then the body's on the on a pool table. Yeah, I think it's on a pool table. Yeah, and they're like, "This is weird because it's not formed all the way." Oh, yeah. It's it, they said it's a human, but it's just not like a done human. Yeah, no fingerprints. And that like, that's really when. Yeah. I agree when the movie How tall really... is that guy? Oh, he's about 5'10". Yeah. How much do you think he weighs? Oh, 140 pounds. Just like you. Jack weighs his 110. <laughs> Jack... Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, Teddy. Do you know, did you know who Teddy was? Jack's wife? Do you know what movie or TV show she was on? Famous for? No. Morticia. Morticia Adams. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Going back to the beginning of the movie, though. I think as we meet the character, Miles, you you know, you meet him, he's crazy. He's nuts. And then as he's telling the story, he's, you know, goes back to the doctor getting off the train. And there's something, I like the contrast between the crazy and the arrogant, you know, because he was kind of came across as like an arrogant doctor and, you know, he's young, world in his hand and can do whatever he wants and have all the answers. But slowly, you know, he gets put in a situation where he has to lose all that. He doesn't have all the answers. He does not. No. Yeah, so I like that. I like that. And again, going back to the whole small town, like everyone knows each other. And that's kind of where it makes it, I guess, a little bit more frightening. Because just the idea that, like, they know each other. They know who their personalities. But so even so, because they knew that, they're still, these aliens were still able to kind of put the wool over their eyes for a little bit. They played it up. They played it more straight in the '56 version. It was mm-hmm. really harder to tell, to tell until the until the alien tips his, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because that was one thing. So the the whole idea is that these these creatures, these pod people, they don't show emotion. They're all intellect, no emotion. So um, and they really do that well in the '70s version, but in this, there were times where like they still had to show emotion. So like in the beginning when, you know, little Jimmy, Jimmy Grimaldi was running away, like, that's not my mom. That's not my mom. And, uh, and the grandma doesn't know what to do with him, you know? Uh, but then there's a scene later where the mom and the son come back and you, and he's just like, Oh, I love you, mom. You know, I love you. And they're kind of happy sitting on his bench. Yeah. So you could li- tell like, yeah, okay, little- he got taken, but yet they're showing emotion, right? Yeah. That yeah. Work. He should have been. Yeah, like, they should have been just like played it a little more straight. Oh, me and my mom are fine now. Yeah, yeah. but more robot like. More robot like. Yeah, but whatever. We say aliens, but it's like it's more like a. 
Isn't it more like a germ? Like a like a no. virus? Like a both of both of the movies. But, were but does okay so aliens. like okay so like the aliens. But does each alien the alien that enters the body doesn't really have its own consciousness. It just it just assumes it like you know what I mean. It's like how does the alien know it's an alien? You know what I mean? There's a hive mind. Oh, it's a hive. Mind. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they, they I say, they say th- that the seeds fell from the sky. I know, but it makes you think like, okay, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like identity theft, like the ultimate yeah. identity theft where so, the, where the, where the, this being present thing takes over the body, yeah. assumes the consciousness of the body and then what kicks out the soul. Yeah. Kicks, right. Yeah. Because it's basically, it's like, oh, I'm now this person. I am now. Mm-hmm. Uncle Ira, I but I have all Ira's memories. I got all Ira's memories. Mm-hmm. He's gonna keep being Uncle Ira. He's gonna go mow the lawn, smoke a pipe, smoke a pipe. He knows everybody, mm-hmm. but does he have the consciousness of his alien self? He does he, because he does. Well, yeah, I guess it is a collective, he, right? You know what? It could be. It could be a thing of these aliens are. A unique organism, whatever like the organism is, that, like the, the seed, right? That yeah. grew the pod. And then what comes out of the pod mixed with the humans is its own new species. So it's almost as if like this is a brand new species of, of alien. So like the mixture between the space seed, <laughs> which give, you know, grows the pod. Because right. the pod, I guess, is just a vehicle, creates this new being. Trying to wrap my head around the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy story. Because it's not though. like because yeah. it's not like, yeah, it's not like the alien takes over. It's just like the alien becomes. They really don't you yeah, and that's another reason why this is so good. Because they don't go into those details as far as like, yeah, it came from the sky, you know, it grew in the the farmers' fields, and here we are. Yeah. You know, so it's really it's like it's not really about how that happens. It's about like how do you deal with with this how do you deal with losing everything and, and yeah and that's like classic 50s sci-fi is where they don't really try mm-hmm. to figure out like how they got here where they came from or how we're going to fix it it's just like how we going to deal with this yeah. at this moment in time and i do i do like the process that they take yeah trying to figure all this out you know like they as a doctor he really did try to justify things and he tried to like look you know maybe you're crazy maybe you know, um, people just change or whatever. And then at one point the psychiatrist, I think it was a psychiatrist convinced him like, no, you just saw a dead man, you know? Yeah. But was he an alien faking him out? The cop was, I think the, the cop, cop was, the cop I think was the psychiatrist was too. I think he was in on it too. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, but they kind of believed it for a while because then like the next morning they're like, why don't you just stay the night at my house? But they all wake up the next morning. Everything's fine. You know, they're cooking breakfast and, uh, you know, that was, that was another funny thing is like this whole movie, like miles is trying to still hook up with his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like he keeps taking all these like opportunities, uh, you know, to get with her, but like, you know, something happens or, or whatever. And these aliens are messing it up. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, then his, his friend's like, Hey, can we stay one more night at your house? And he goes, all right, I guess I had other plans, but whatever. Yeah. Because at that point, like, I think they're like, oh yeah, we jumped the gun. We made too many conclusions. Where you're right, you know that, that's such a crazy idea to think that 
there's something crazy going on. So, so they do. They don't just jump to conclusions. They they're pretty logical. Yeah, they're trying to figure. They're out, really yeah. trying to like disprove anything supernatural, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's like what we'd all do, you know. Aliens aren't very sneaky, though. I mean, they just kind of put the pods wherever. I mean, at some point you're going to see it. I guess they're just assuming that if they have do it enough that they'll... Eventually, it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Yeah, you can't escape it. Yeah. With that moment where he sticks the uh, pitchfork into the... <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, freak, that freaked me out as a kid. That still yeah. gives me the willies. And I don't know why, because <laughs> when he when he stabs the replicated body with the pitchfork, it kind of looks like rubber yeah but but then it's like you know it's like not a real human so that and then it's like even more creepy because it's like oh he's like a fake man but he's like yeah. he's like rubber and he's gonna yeah. <laughs> and that always creeped me out one really creepy scene and i don't think i've ever really noticed it until i watched it recently uh for the podcast but um i guess it just never dawned on me like what a creepy line it is is it's when uh he he's going back to his assistant's house because he thinks like you know he can trust her, and he walks up to the house there. But all the kind of like the pod people are having like a town meeting in the house. Oh yeah, and uh, and the guy comes like, "What do you want me to do with this pod?" And the girl goes, "Put it next to the baby," Ugh. and 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 then she goes, and then she says, "And soon there will be no more tears." I was like, "Oh man, that's creepy. That's creepy." You know, like now that little pod baby's gonna come out and and. Uh, and yeah, from her perspective, it's like, yeah, it, there'll be no more tears, but yeah. Do you have anything else? I'm trying to think of what I else don't we know. Talk it's about. A, it really is a simple story. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's not like, you know, you want to take a deep dive into all the crazy stuff that happened. It's just not a whole yeah. lot. It's just like that. Here they come. They're going to get us. <laughs> So eventually, and again, I think one of the reasons why this movie is so terrifying is because you start losing all your, you know, your friends and like his friend Jack ends up becoming a pod person. They try to convince him like, no, this is just the better way to go. Um, but they try so hard to get away. And I guess what was really interesting about the whole end sequence when they're running. So I was reading a thing about the, from the director, Don Siegel, he was saying that, uh, they they filmed all his running scenes like consecutive consecutively so it wasn't like you know one day we're going to film these running scenes then you're in these running scenes so he was exhausted from running all day that's brutal yeah and and i guess like he he really like like uh kevin mccarthy wanted that too because he wanted that exhausted look and so when they got to the end they're running from all the people finding out the whole town is just you know, chasing them. And I know like in, um, the 78, you get the, the scream. Yeah. But in this one, I think it's kind of substituted with the siren, the town siren that goes off. And that's very off putting. And, you know, just know that everyone's looking for you and you just got nowhere to go, nowhere to hide. But, but yeah, he was really exhausted and he demanded to do the scene on the bridge, um, where all the cars going by and he's like, they're coming for you. You know, and he's trying to, you know. What, the uh, the actor or the, the director? Actor. Oh, the actor. Okay. He demanded it. And the director's yeah. like, we got some people to do this. Oh. He's like, no, no, no. And he was, like, terrified. Like, he told all the drivers, like, you need to be careful because they, they knew he was so exhausted. 
and so tired that he's like, man, he's going to get caught underneath a wheel. Yeah, he's going yeah, to jump gonna, in front of the wrong he's car. He's going to do something dumb. And so, um, but it was just another thing he wanted to add to the performance. And they filmed that scene at dawn when traffic was the lightest in, um, I think it's like, like Lakeview Place or something in Mulholland. But um, it's a pretty cool bridge. I've been on that bridge before. Um, but yeah, they filmed it at dawn to even get more tired. What other movies has he been in? I don't recognize this actor that much. He I, I, he was in the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone movie. Mm-hmm. He was in that. Yeah. But I'm thinking, well, there's he was much... in this. Okay. <laughs> there's two, <laughs> which is funny because he does make a cameo in the first one, or in the in the, in the 70s yeah. one, and he's still running and yeah. like telling people they're coming for you. Yeah. So it's almost as if like it could be a sequel, but this whole time the guy has still been going around telling people like. Eventually, it spread from the small town. So to it the took big him from city. 1956 to to make it across country. It took him yeah 20, 20 some years to, to get to San Francisco where they showed up there. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of looking at his 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 thing, um, Kevin McCarthy. I I just always known him from TV stuff. The character um, actor, just a good character actor. Yeah. There's nothing really that he's been on. Um, I'm sure he's been in a bunch of old, like, Yeah, he's in Matinee. I remember him from the movie Matinee. Yeah. But I think this was his number one movie. But, yeah, so the end, you know, I think, so we get the two differences between the two movies is that uh, in this version, because the whole time he's telling the story to the government, right? Yeah, and they're not buying it. And they're not buying it. This is dumb. And so the guy comes in and be like, oh, there was an accident on the freeway. Whole truck full of these weird pod things. And they go, where do you? Where was the truck coming from? Santa Mira. Yeah. Like, like it was very like on point. And then they finally believe him. But it ends with our audience is like, all right, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. So my question to you: Do you think it ends there? Do you think they were able to stop the threat, or do you think it was just inevitable that it was eventually gonna spread? Like, you, how can you stop oh, it? Oh man, yeah. How long do you think it took him? Because to- only one pod needs to get out of the city, right? And then there's more pods and more pods. And what, you know, it could have been like a full on like pod people battle, right? Because mm-hmm. that almost would be like a separate, another movie. Because then now you're dealing with like, how do you, how can you tell who's on what side? Right. Yeah. Cause like, what, yeah. Because they're obviously, they got like into the military, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say, for example, like everyone knows that these pods exist. This happened in the small town of Santa Mira. Yeah. You hear it on the news, but then you start wondering, like, well, did it get out? How can you tell if it got out? How can you tell they're all gone? You know, what if all of a sudden, you know, half the country is pod people and the other half isn't? I don't know. I guess you got to do like like pod watch and watch the trucks coming in and yeah, check your neighbors, check your and, neighbors, and yeah, that that'd be a pretty interesting uh, yeah. movie to kind of see this because um, that's one thing I I don't think they've done with this story is to see it from a global perspective although it probably would be more sort of technical and strategic and not as interesting you know what I, mean? I don't know i don't know i feel like there's something there yeah more like, yeah. A, like a pan pod it'd pandemic. be like a pandemic thing like a pod yeah. pandemic yeah maybe too soon that's too soon. too soon yeah all right well do you have any movie magic movie magic no 
All right. <laughs> no, but I did have something. This the the seventy eight one did inspire. Well, they both inspired. Uh, you know, uh, teenage me to to do a a home horror movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, me and my buddy, we um, actually I built a little house. Uh-huh. It was going to be like a miniature for the exterior shot. So I did like a house exterior um, at night. And so we kind of zoomed in on the window of the house and it wasn't really, it wasn't that good. And then we wanted to do the, uh, the pod, you know, with the alien coming out of it. So I got a, a flower pot, you know, like a terracotta flower pot and I put a hole in the bottom of it. And then I've got some lettuce and put that in. And then I got an avocado, oh, hollowed it out, put geez. that in as the pod and sort of pre-cut the top. And then uh, got a bunch of eggs, like this raw eggs and a G.I. Joe. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the big, uh, the, the 12-inch ones, yeah. right? So my old G.I. Joes, and then we can I got the camera rolling on it. And I just, you know, I take the G.I. Joe <laughs> and start shoving them up through the pot. Yeah. You're just covered in just raw egg and slime uh, and stuff. And we got an air hose and blowing a little air in there. It was disgusting. That's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I, I wish I still had the tape. Yeah. 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 And that's as far as we got. That was it. And yeah. We moved on to other things. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just, one thing about these movies, what I like about them is that, well, specifically this one, is that we, we live so close to where these movies were made. And this is like one of those places where like Santa, um, you know, the, the whole town square thing I talked about. That, oh, yeah. That's, it's that's, like that's I've been the other, there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the other connection that I have yeah. is that I lived in Arcadia at the time when we went to church. In Sierra Madre, where the yeah, town square is, the yeah. town square is, yeah. yeah, just down the street, yeah. So it's kind of cool to be able to go to these places to see where these cool movies were made. And it's they use the uh, the Bronson Canyon and the Bronson Cave. Yeah, have you been there? No, I've always wanted to I've go. I've always wanted to go. I think they got a chain link fence. Yeah, that you can't get in there, but that's the Batman Cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the Batman Cave and Six Million Dollar Man Cave and yeah. uh, every other. TV show they movie needed. where they needed a cave and shot at the Bronson, Bronson yeah. Cave. Yeah. Griffith Park area. That's cool. You can spend just a good, you can spend a day just going all over that park. Yeah. The different locations and stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about kind of the deeper themes in this movie, um, kind of from a Christian perspective. And there's kind of a lot here. And I, I didn't even know where to begin because. I don't, some, sometimes this movie does a good job. Uh, I mean, I feel like this movie really does a good job kind of doing that, but I don't, there's so many things I can like pick and choose from about this. And really like, there's just some lines in the movie that I thought were really, really good. And one of the things they, they talk about, you know, when they're trying to convince, like when his friends got, became pod people and they're sitting down with them and again, it was almost as if they were just having a conversation. You know what I mean? They're sitting in the, in his hospital or his doctor's office. It wasn't like they were, had a, like guns on them or anything. They were just like, this is going to happen. Like you're, do you want, remember he says, yeah. do you want, want us to bring the pause in? Do you want to watch them grow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but, uh, you know, he, he says, look, like this is just a better way of life for you. Like, think about it. Love, ambition, faith. It, the world is far better without them. And he argues the point, but then the pod people says, you know, because that was a whole nother subplot in the movie is that both miles and Becky are just newly divorced, right? They're newly divorced people. And they, 
they really thought that their marriage were going to last not divorced from each other but divorced from their husband and wife and he just so happened to be in town together at the same time and he says like to your point like you guys have been in love before how did that work out you know trying to say like look we're right like you you went through your divorce it didn't work out and so it just kind of begs the question like it, it what i got out of it is just the the idea of free will right and how important it is and and even though yeah like having kids now if i can you know spare them pain you know i would like to do that but pain's just a part of life it's a part of life right yeah. it's a part of you know who we are and and just our condition and and i don't know there's been times where i feel like i'm just rambling but there's been times where i just like god it'd be so much easier if you would just direct me guide me or just co- control me yeah you know and i'm sure there's something you know with god that probably says yeah it would be easier but you wouldn't be you it would be me right you know what i mean yeah and and yes you know we have to look at it we are god's creation and there's something special in all of us and who we are we're all uniquely made and and god probably yeah it would be easier to control you but it would be me it wouldn't be the unique you that i've created you to be yeah so free will is it's it's a it's a rough go because like i can see the point of view from the aliens as well like but do is it is it that they don't have free will or is it is it they just don't i don't know it's weird it's like i don't think they have free will well, they, I kind of related it to free will. Yeah, I mean, they might. Yeah, I mean, I guess to their point, it's like they can't, they can't, they can't be emo, you know, emotional or. Yeah, it almost like yeah, it's almost like a, it's almost like a hive mind, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. They they can't they can't. Everything is controlled by something else. Like they, you don't have that that you can't express yourselves in a way that you want to because somebody's is there's something in you keeping you from being that way. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. There's, there's two, just the idea of the hive mind or like, you know, we're all doing it for the collective of the greater good. So, you know, I, I, I am sure you read this or heard this, but a lot of people think like the whole body snatchers is like another tale of like the red communist scare. Right. Everyone's scared about at the time was everyone was scared about being a communist, right? And how like even your neighbors could be communists or or whatever, um, which the you know Don Siegel says no. I just wanted to make a good movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So it's just that whole idea of like you you lose your individuality, yeah. individuality. Well, what did they say? They said a life with no with no uh, with no faith. Right. Yeah. So it's so like, like, I mean, yeah. at that point, there's like, there's nothing beyond this life either. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. There's no hope. Yeah. There's nothing. There's that, nothing. I think they actually say hope too. Yeah. Yeah. It was um. And it was those faith. things: love, ambition, faith, hope. Yeah. Um, are all better without them. And I think that's the lesson here that we need to learn, is that that you could take all those things out of us, right? All of that, the emotion, out of us, and we can say like well, we want emotion. Why? Because we, you know, because we can love, we can hope. We, there's so much we can do with emotion, 
But at the same time, we can do a lot of evil. We can rage. We can be angry. There's, you know, there's a, another side to emotion that's horrible. And I think that's where these pod people come into play. Like, like the, all that's gone. But I think the idea is that like you need to live and to work that out. Right. You can't just eliminate one or eliminate them both for the sake of a better, you know, world. Like, mm-hmm. like learn to regulate emotion, learn to, to yeah. not rage, to, to, to be better on that side of love and hope and all those things. Um, like, yeah, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, I guess. And there was another line in the movie too, that I thought was pretty cool. It, it was, you know, he was talking about when Becky finally becomes a pod person. Mm-hmm. And he says, it was just a quick moment of sleep that was a death to the soul. And again, like he brought it back to yeah. like the idea of like, this is what we're losing. We're losing our right. soul right. to these people. Yeah. And yeah, we, as a human race, we can do a lot of bad things, but we can't, you know, the very thing that makes us doing the very bad things are the things that we can do so much good for too. Yeah. So it's a weird um, one. It's like, it's yeah. just one of those movies where it's, you can just take it at face value and, uh, they're coming in and taking everybody's, but then you start thinking about consciousness and mm-hmm. soul and faith and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I really, yeah, I really think that, that God just really wants us to be unique, our unique selves. Yeah. And yeah, we have that capability to sin. Yeah. We have that capability to do, evil things but i think that's why he's like look well that's why i want you you know in me that's why i want you in fellowship with other believers or you know those type of things that's why i want you with me because i know this life is hard but i'm not gonna give up your soul and who you are for the sake of just controlling you right yeah crazy crazy (laughs) all right well let's get to that movie trivia All right, Jim, it is time for the Halloween movie battle extravaganza. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. But we're doing things different. We're doing things different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how are we doing it? Okay, so, you know, normally we come up with questions on our own, which is a little tough because it's like, now you got to figure out if that's a hard question or not a hard question. So I figured it might be better if we have an outside person go through the movie and come up with the questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. It kind of levels the playing field Does level the playing field, yeah. And I think it makes the competition a bit better. So okay. we got our sound engineer, Joel. Hello. Hello, Joel. Hello, Joel. <laughs> you guys actually answered some of my questions as you were going through it. Fantastic. And yeah, but what it was if we forgot most what... of the easy ones, so all that's <laughs> left are the hard ones. Great. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, do you want to hear the ones that you got? Just through talking? Yeah. How many do you have? I had 11, but it looks okay. like you answered three of them throughout okay. the podcast. Okay. What were they? Okay. So the first one was Miles finds a pod person of Becky growing in the house. Where does he find it? The basement. Basement. Um, the second one was what was the full name of the boy that almost got hit by the car? Jimmy Guaraldi. Yes. And then um, the other one was the imitation of Jack Belichick is found lying where, and you said a pool table. Pool table. Yeah. yeah. So Guaraldi. The, yeah. I wonder if he's a, a, a nephew of Vince. Vince no, Vince Guaraldi. No. <laughs> or is that a different Guaraldi? Grimaldi. Grimaldi. Oh, Grimaldi. Yeah, Grimaldi. Oh, not Guaraldi. Oh, that's the jazz game. All right. Yeah. Those were easy ones. Crap. 
There's one easy one left. Okay. Let's start with All right, so one. how are we doing this? Are we just uh, going to say, like, that's me? Like, if I say my name first, I can answer it first? I think we're going to switch off. Okay. And All right. we'll do the for chance to steal. Okay. Oh, okay, that's All good. Right. But right. for who goes first, I don't know how we'll decide that. Maybe rock, paper, scissors. I mean, I am kind of the season one champion. Oh, are you the champion? Okay. So I'll let you decide. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm also a gentleman. Okay. <laughs> I'll take the first one. All right. All right. All let's right. do this. Okay. First question. This is easy. Uh, Miles discovers that two pods have been placed into the trunk of his car at the gas station. Upon discovery, he lights the pods on fire with what item? This is a big scene. Yeah, I think it was just, I, just a, sti- a stick mat, box of matches, like a matchbook. Okay, is that your final answer? No, no, no. He gets a road flare. Yes, he uses a road flare. He uses yeah. a road flare. I had to visualize a scene yeah. in my head. Yeah, he uses a road flare. And those things lit. Yeah. Like, like somebody soaked him with some <laughs> with some barbecue yeah. lighter fluid before he lit him. It kind of would have been nice if they were like squeaking like... <laughs> they're yeah. burning. Oh, Anyways. or they were popping like yeah. pine cones in a fire. All right, mm-hmm. oh, that was a good question. That's right. The, the, the road flare. I'm scared now. All you right, know, what's I don't my think question? I've ever lit a road flare. Have you ever lit a road yeah. flare? Like you crack the top open and light it? Yeah. I don't think I've ever have. Kind of fun. It looks like fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blast. All right. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for your question? Yeah. Later, we're gonna go find a pot and light it with a road flare. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the this is a medium one. Wait, was that the easy one you gave your dad? Yeah. I'm just going down the list. Okay. Must be nice. All right. This is, the, this is, this is a medium. To okay. have your son doing the questions. <laughs> Becky cooks something up for Miles' breakfast. What is it? It's eggs. Okay. Yeah. What kind of egg? Come on, bro. It's <laughs> eggs. What eggs come in? It, what, is it omelet? Is it scramble? Is it hard-boiled egg? Did you? Are, are one of those the right answer? Yes. It's, it's omelet. No, it's uh, scrambled. It's eggs, is man. Your, is that your final it's answer? Eggs. The reason I made this question because I had noticed it and I was like, this is kind of odd. I know they had the whole conversation about eggs. Okay, what's that's your, when, what kind like, of... Because there, there were also hard-boiled eggs sitting on the table, too, waiting for him to eat. Because so that's when they're all having that what's conversation. His, so what's like, his oh, breakfast? The problem with the doctor is that I was never home for those dinners. Okay, so what... Scrambled eggs. All right, Gosh. it's hard. It's no, it's hard. It's a hard boiled egg. She puts. Why? Well, well, I said that. Yeah, but but she was also cooking something too. It was eggs, but she's not scrambled. Just hard boiled. That's it. You see her put them in the boiling water. She takes one out and she puts it on the table for him. Oh, man, but I kind of said the right answer. You kind of did. I'm gonna give that to you. Okay, because I said there's a hard boiled eggs on the table. And that's what's funny is that it's got its own little like yeah, yeah like stand. a candlestick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's her egg breakfast that she just hard boils on. Man, he's gonna marry this gal. Breakfast <laughs> yeah, well, is gonna be boring. Kinda, he gotta dodge the bullet. He did dodge <laughs> he did the bullet. Don't. It would have been hard boiled <laughs> eggs for breakfast for the rest yeah. of his life. Wow. All right. One to one. Okay. Okay. Here's a medium. That's for me, right? Yeah. Okay. Uncle Ira is seen smoking from a pipe. What kind of pipe is it? This is easy. Uh, corn cob pipe. Yeah. Yep. It's a corn yeah, cob. Corn pipe. cob. Okay. I made a corn cob pipe once. Hmm. I never smoked it. I just made it out of a corn cob. That's awesome. Just because I just don't know something to do. I had a corn cob. I saved it. Dried it out. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hmm. You ready? Yeah. You ever smoke a pipe? Yeah. Oh, cool. 
I haven't. I should have saved my pipe for <laughs> the you. The 90s were a crazy time, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Michael. How many pod people does Miles find and his company um, find growing in the greenhouse? So I phrased that weird. There's four. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. four pods. One for all four of them. That was easy. Okay. Oh, all right. I mean, the mediums are kind of right. easy. That's a good one. Okay. Now two, we're, two. we're getting into the hard ones here. Oh, yeah. You know the ones in the greenhouse in that movie where they were, it's like, they had like suds on them. Yeah. Which reminds me of this Halloween special where the monster was like a suds monster. It's like a sud monster. Right? Yeah. That's yeah, funny. Sud That's funny how they kind of use the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a nod to that movie. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah. yeah. Kooky spooky, right? Kooky spooky. Well, we're going to link that. We'll link that. We'll link Kooky spooky Kooky. to this episode. It's great. Great great family fun Halloween film. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Question? Okay. Um, All right. So this is a tough one. It's a time one. I feel like you always get the questions about what time it is. (laughs) But uh, what time of day is it when Miles and Becky notice that it's too early for all of the towns? Oh, I know this one. I actually know this one. I can steal it, right? If he doesn't get it right. He doesn't get it, yeah. Yeah. It's too early for all the townspeople yeah, to be yeah, out. Yeah. It's a Saturday morning. They look out the window. They see everyone's out and about, but then he goes, oh, well, it's this time. Yeah. It's too early for everyone to be out. Oh, man. I have a number in my head, but it might be wrong. I could be wrong, too, but I'm close. I'll, I'll, I'll be close. I know that. Okay. I'm just going to go with the very first number that popped into my head, but and I'm thinking, well, it's probably not that early, but 11 a.m. That is uh, incorrect. I would like to steal. Okay, go for the steal. Was it 7.45? It was 7.45. 7.45. Oh, that is yeah. early for the town to be hopping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the wow. The whole town is out. And On a like, Saturday morning, weird. no less. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they'd be out in about at 11 for sure. Yep. Yeah. Woo. Okay. So 3-2 now. Good steal. All right. Yeah. All right. And now it's my turn for the question. Yes. Here we go. All right, so this is a tough one. Where was best Becky Driscoll staying prior to coming home? She came from somewhere. Where was okay, it? Okay, okay, okay. Europe. No, that is wrong. I'm I'm wrong. That is incorrect. The steel? Well. I was gonna say from Italy, but that's Europe. That's Europe. That's Europe. No, that's not Not Italy? No. Is it Paris? But Paris is still Europe. She was in a specific town bef- right before she oh. came. Oh. It's where he was. They were in the same town they together. Were the, they were in the same yeah. town. It's at the beginning of the movie where they're talking yeah, about Yeah, some in Northern California. It was like, it, was, it wasn't San Francisco, was it? No. no. Sacramento? Nope. I don't know. I don't know. It was Reno. Reno, Reno, you're right. That's because that's where the Reno. conference was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. All right. Hmm. All right. No one gets that one. But she did come from Europe. She's married. Yeah. No, she came well, from it Europe. Was right before. Right? I get it. Technicality. <laughs> Still 3 2. All right. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Wait, whose turn? It says my turn. turn. Okay. What is the name of the bar Miles and Becky go to? Mm. <laughs> oh, it's an Iron Giant question. Oh man! And I even looked at the sign and and was thinking, we're not doing those questions, so I'm not, <laughs> so I'm not gonna write it down. Yeah, that's one of them. Uh, I don't know. It was thin for questions, so I had to use what yeah. I got. I I will steal. 
Okay. And I don't know. So. Well, all right. You guys want to know what it was? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was the Sky Terrace. Sky Terrace. You're right. Yep. You're right. Now I can see it. Yeah. Do, do. All right. This is the last question. All right. This is the last one I got. Um, If I get it wrong, he steals, we tie. Yes. All right. Here we go. Okay. So what does the psychiatrist, Danny Kaufman, assume the issue is with the town initially? What is his diagnosis for what's happening in the town? He, uh, he says it was, like, it was like a neurosis. Okay. I, yeah, well, I would accept one of two answers. Is so neurosis like, your final answer? I mean, I know he says neurosis, but... Um, some sort of like hysteria. I, I, I don't know. Okay, I'll give it to you. The, the, it was strange neurosis or mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say mass neurosis but it's <laughs> kind of the same thing <laughs> okay all right is that it that was fun yeah it's the trivia battle oh, i like it this way this is a fun way to do it can i ask you my question that i w- that i had yeah. not off off the, the yeah. competition okay so miles goes over uh to uncle ira's house mm-hmm. and and uncle ira's wife wants them to stay for dinner right and she says Oh, you got to stay. I'm cooking up a meal. And later I'm going to make some, what was it, special dessert that she was going to make him. And it was weird. It was a weird weird thing. I don't know what you're talking about. I about making that the question. Yeah. I I can't think of it. But I know it. Oh, I'm going to make some spoon bread. Spoon bread, yes. Yeah. What the heck is spoon bread? You know what's yeah. funny is because I looked up spoon bread, but I didn't make it a question. Oh, yeah, that, that, was, that was my only question I had written down was spoon yeah. bread, and I still didn't look it up. All right, so we both agree that this is a movie that you got to see, and uh, yeah, everyone should see it. Even though if, you get a lot of people that are just like, I'm not into black and white movies, but man, this is... This is really good. It's a great story. It holds up. Yeah, and it's it almost like up. a like a Twilight Zone almost. It's yeah, really not that long. It's either. not. It's like yeah. less than an hour and a half. So yeah, yeah. And it's a good clean movie. All right. So where do you rank it, dude? I totally forgot to rank this movie. <laughs> well, what did you rank it? Okay, so even though I love this movie and I, it holds up, it's really good. There's just some, you know, I don't know if it's just 1950. You know, Don, the director, Don Siegel, he goes on to be a really good director. Like he, he's, they consider him as one of the kind of like the new Hollywood kind of getting out of this, you know, old way of making movies. And then things were a bit more grittier and grounded. Um, so to me, I'm like looking at this where this is the beginning of that, but there was still some old stuff. Like, like for example, there's a scene where, you know, I think it's when um, Jack, they call Miles to see that body for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Teddy comes out. She's freaked out. But yet when she sees Becky, like they go hand in hand, they're smiling. Yeah. It's just like, you know, what happened to you being freaked out? You yeah. know, and it, it was almost as if like now they're acting as if like, oh, yeah, we're getting together for couples dinner or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So there's little things like that. If it wasn't for stuff like that, this thing would be over a nine. But for me, I got to bring it down to an 8.8. Yeah, I was. I think it's going to come in around an 8 for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, you know, obviously at 10 is one of those movies you're like, oh, I got to watch it, mm-hmm. you know, immediately afterward. And it's not a perfect movie. No. But man, it's a good story. So. It's a good story. I do watch this every year. Yeah. I'll put it in at about 8.5. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're pretty close. 8.8, yeah. 8.5. No, it's definitely, you definitely got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So make sure everyone, if you're at home uh, and you have not seen this movie, put this on your list this this Halloween season. Put the 70s one on your list this Halloween. It's a bit more darker and a bit more hardcore, but uh, uh, you want the family-friendly version, get this one. Yeah, it's a good one for the kids because yeah. it's, not, it's not crazy creepy. No. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, it's still pretty pretty creepy. Well, it's freaky. The yeah. idea of it is creepy. Yeah, it's not, but it's yeah. not a horror slasher. No. No, it's, 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 it's but, good. Yeah. So watch it, enjoy it, and uh, yeah. All right, that will do it for this special edition of You Gotta See This Movie, Halloween edition. This and, spooky uh, edition. Spooky edition. That's right. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. And if you if you like this kind of thing, please uh, subscribe and like us. That helps us out. And we'll see you in the next one, the next Halloween movie. Don't you ever throw candy at me again.